Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Dave's Dave's room is is well lit and has natural lighting because he gets a suite and they put you in a closet. I can and, open it. I can open up the blinds. And you have and you have like the, the smallest. You know, uh, let me open the up the blinds. Room. Oh so shush! I believe your room's smaller than a New York apartment. Seth, would you like to do the intro? No, we're not doing that again. We're not doing that again. Absolutely not. Let me have, let me have take two. The, oh God! Don't screw this up. It's Friday. That means it's time on the Athletic NBA show for Nerder. She wrote. Hey. No, that's all the intro I'm doing, Dave. You want to oh, take it? Oh, oh. That's Seth's part now. I'm Dave DeFore. Moda Keel joining us, uh, not in Las Vegas. Although the three of us did see each other at about midnight last night before so- uh, Mo took off today. Um, this is day 87 of Las Vegas Summer League for for Seth and I. Uh, Mo got out of town uh, like a genius. I, I no, not like a genius. I should have left two days ago. That's that's the honest truth. But yeah, Vegas is just wears you down. Uh, yeah, and and by the way, words you don't expect to hear in July in Las Vegas: heat wave. It was already hot. <laughs> this is uh, this doesn't feel very fair, guys. 116, 117 degrees this weekend. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we should. My room uh, overlooks sh- the pool, and the pool looks good right now. Yeah, I think we should run down to the pool right after we record this. Uh, Summer league is just about over. We're getting to the end, and. I mean, you know, we've got I'm Orlando done. Magic. It's, <laughs> it's over for me. I'm not. I, I'll be honest with you. I've reached the point where I'm done. That's it. I'll, You're I'll, on to I'll, the next thing. I will do whatever summer projects I have basketball wise, but I am done with summer league, Dave. Uh, you know what? Um, I've seen about four minutes and 30 seconds of summer league because, you know, Seth and I have been in the bowels of Thomas and Macarena doing sports business classroom, which is just been uh, an overwhelming success. My favorite thing to do every year. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I've not caught much basketball while I was here. I've watched some replays here and there, um, but no, I've not seen very much. But I do want to talk a little bit about Summer League and expectations and and the the way we're always looking for a reason to knock a guy. And, and Wemby and Brandon Miller in particular come to mind. I'll not just knock a guy, but also declare someone the next big thing, like be the first to declare someone the next big thing. Well, this is why I'm I'm an early adopter on Manny Green, right? Like 2026, he's coming in. He's going to be the, you know. Is that just Danny Green with the mustache? Yeah, that's so bad. That's so bad. Um, No, but like, here's the thing about Summer League for me. And this is really every time I leave and things like that. And you might have seen me. 
uh, post this recently. Summer league opinions need to be loosely held, right? Like your opinions of guys in summer league. Okay, this is for me, this is my first look at most of these guys. The only guy I feel like I knew before all this really well was Webenyama. At this point, though, it's, you know, the, yeah, there was stuff I, I wasn't all that thrilled with Brandon Miller's stuff, but like not going into the uh, season going up, bust, they blew it. I thought Charlotte blew it anyways, because I would have taken scoop. Doesn't matter how good Brandon Miller would have been. But in that sense of like, this is the important thing. This is our first look for a lot of these guys. And for the rookies in particular, you can't hold on to these opinions from what you saw in summer league. Yeah. And it's a new world, right? They're trying to adjust to a new uh, environment uh, for Victor women. Yama, his season just ended not that long ago. I mean, Seth and I were talking about it. He, he was running like 60% speed out there. He looks like he hadn't done anything since the season. And, it, and rightfully so. Like, he needs an offseason. This is why he's not going to play in the World Cup. This is, you know, this is why I only played two games here. And by the way, looked great in game two, but still looked a little bit out of shape. He, he's supposed to be out of shape. For him, this is his offseason. He just finished playing in, in the French League final. And... and I don't know what people expected from him as far as a conditioning standpoint. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people who had concern, you know, uh, Brendan Miller didn't have a ton of, ton of pop, especially the first couple of games. And, and then uh, maybe I missed this when it came up, but he had mono a month ago. So, Oh, okay. Well, in that case, we're not, you know, he, he guy lost 15 pounds, had mono. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the, maybe the true burst isn't quite there yet. So like, I agree with Mo, like the, the little bit of scoot we saw before he got hurt and shut down looked super legit again, held a loosely held opinion, but that like confirms the opinion I held before the draft on, on who should have been taken. But you know, you know, a guy's sick, a guy is not in game shape because he's rightfully, as you said, taking some time off super grain of salt. Like let's not judge these guys on, on, you know, 30 minutes of play where they take 10 shots and a couple jump shots don't go in or go I, crazy. Cause a guy hits four in a row. And I, this is for professionals only, by the way, if you're a fan of, of a team and like your young guy is awesome. I, I actually love when people get excited. This is why I love summer league. Summer league basketball is bad, but earnest. And you know, everybody has hope right now. Hope so you're on the JD Walsh, camp, right? You're on the JD Walsh trade for the Boston Celtics after he had a monster <laughs> game. Like, I think sometimes the reactions too are a bit nuts overboard. I mean, we have a, a broad range of guys with different agendas in terms of some guys are playing for their for their European contract. I mean, I think there's a, a, a long list of, of things in that sense. But so Dave, you're all in. I got it down. JD Walsh, your guy. No, Nick Smith. I, I'm look, I'm I'm all in <laughs> on a gunner. I, what is he playing for? I mean, that that's who I want. Um, you know, like sign me up for that kind of summer league experience. Nick Nick Smith was fun because it was like watching a Bones Highland like mixtape, except it was just consecutive possessions of an actual basketball game. Yeah. I, it's funny. Today today in our scouting class we were watching uh Dylan Harper tape and uh we did not see a single pass in in the clip when we were trying to figure out what kind of player he was. Uh, I think uh, our our video coach was uh, trying to prove a point there, but it, that's summer league, right? Like you should just go out and kind of try to try things like Keegan Murray in that 41 point game showing off some of the parts of his game that he's been working on. And, you know, often and Mo, like, you know, this firsthand and I guess Seth, you do too, you know, player development is, is, and we talk about it a lot here, but it's super underrated because you don't get to see it right away. 
Like Keegan Murray has been doing, you know, he's been taking his vitamins, Mo, right? Like he it, clearly he's been right. doing the work and then you see it kind of come to fruition that these second year guys get out there and they show off some of those skills. They don't get to try them in the game, in a real game, but summer league is, is a, a good place for that and a good training ground. Well, I mean, it's those are the most important guys in summer league. If we're being honest, it's the second and third year guys. And there were some second year guys that didn't play, but obviously for obvious reasons, right? Like Paolo Banchero, I would have wanted him to play summer league. I would have wanted Franz Wagner to play summer league. Those guys are going to go play in the world cup for their teams. And, you know, I, I understand that. So you kind of give them a pass in that regard, but the second year guys, it's so important to just get a feel for everything, get a, see what you've improved on built on it. We saw it with Desmond Bain kind of turning into a playmaker in summer league. And that one in that carried into the following season for them. And now he's got a fat ass contract. I think, you know, you're, you're looking at a lot of things um, with that. And I think just for me, the most important guys are the second and even third year guys. And it's those guys that when they struggle, that's where I'm like, Oh man, I'm really concerned. Yeah, the, the I think that's a great point is especially with the second and third year guys, they're kind of unless they're unless they're trying a new thing like Desmond Bain playing point guard or something like that. OK, you might expect some struggles, but if a guy's playing close to his NBA, what his NBA role should be and he's not, I, I don't want to go so far as to say dominant, but I think that's pretty close to the case, especially if he struggles. That's a big time. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually talked to some people today that said Keegan Murray, like the games that he played really changed kind of their opinion on on his ceiling because they didn't know he had this. I mean, I talked to one executive. Oh, I'm doing that thing that I, you know, like to do every now and then. He said he's a, fa a franchise player for the Kings. Like, not just like, yeah, I, I thought that, that was kind of, shocking because De'Aaron Fox is there and Demonis Bonus is there but they see him as like a future like that's the face of the franchise potentially. As, as they should as they should I look at him as he's when he comes along he's going to be part of their big three you know it's not Harrison Barnes like what are we talking I mean it's not I mean like let's just be honest here they yeah. should and that's why it was really important that he got going and, and, and even just a couple of games you know we've talked about it at nausea Jabari Smith awesome he had a great summer league in those games that he played and and really kind of showed off, especially having kind of a flat rookie season. And some of that wasn't really his fault, but he was able to kind of show himself, you know, a little bit more Atari East and another guy's teammate on the Rockets also kind of continuing to play the role and, and showing he's a player. That's the value of summer league. It's more important for those guys. And it's more important for the team with those guys than the rookies. Like, again, we talk about this, the rookies go from being drafted, flying into the city, basically are trying to figure out all these million things, moving all of this fun stuff, jump into a training camp right before summer league. And it's like three or four days. They're playing with people they've never met before for the most part. And then go from there right into summer league, be it Utah's uh, Sacramento or Vegas. Eventually, like you're kind of just like, what the hell? And it's, and, and it's a lot thrown at you as a rookie. So it's never shocking when a rookie kind of struggles. Well, what do you want to see? out of a rookie in summer league, you know, feel there. I got mm. it feel. I just want to feel like they belong. I don't want to feel like you don't want to go like one of these things is not like the other. Like you don't want to look and go, this dude is so out of place. And there are guys out there that we've seen in the past who have had that. And you know what? And they also are struggling right now in their second and third summer leagues. And I'm looking at James book night. 
I, that's that's kind of exactly what I was going to say. Is like, does this guy make basketball plays? Um, one of the guys who who low key was pretty impressive to me was uh, Block Kubalali uh, uh, from from the Wizards, and it and there were some highlight plays. Like there was there was a play where like a guy tried to shoot a layup over him, and he just caught it and brought it down. Those are always cool to see. But the play that stuck with me, and I was actually I was I was sitting with some of the Wizards front office while 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 they were playing when this has happened happening and and they liked it too was just a, a pretty simple play he dribbles the ball down one side of the floor looks into the post calls for a screen comes over the screen he like crosses over right to left uh dribbling on his left hand looks the defender off on the weak side and throws a pass to the corner not like a highlight play not a uh super flashy play just a very solid nba basketball play and for a guy who is supposedly you know uh, uh raw and 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 you know has has been a late bloomer and late developer. Just that level of of it's a simple play, but making the simple play well is like that showed me something. It's not even that. I think those the simpler plays are the ones that are more important than the highlights that everybody goes nuts and things like that. I think that's the uh, the bigger uh, thing with that. And and I'm just gonna skip on the Bilal stuff and and talk about Johnny Davis which is another like the exact opposite, right? This is the second year guy struggled in his first year as a rookie. And now this one, like this, this is what I'm talking about. When you look at the wizards and the stuff, you know, and, and the worrying aspects of summer league, like that's concerning. If you're the wizards, you got to be very excited about Bilal, but you're like telling everybody, but don't look over there at the other dude um, who's been struggling quite a bit for summer league. And I think that's one of those things. Again, that's what, you, that's what teams they're learning in summer league. And I think that's the important thing to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, I, I felt like Leonard Miller uh, in the highlights and clips that I've watched has shown some pretty good feel. I mean, that what a steal for for the Timberwolves. He He's going to be um, pretty like I was surprised at his ability. And maybe this is a G League Ignite thing, you know, and, and that's something that we can kind of unravel as his rookie season goes on. But I thought he was good at identifying mismatches. Which of course now modern basketball is all about the mismatch, but you know there were some there were some moments where he would come over to set a screen. Now he's a bad screen setter; he doesn't really make a lot of contact. He slips almost every single time, but he was slipping and forcing switches by actually pinning the smaller guy down and getting him dragging him into the post. And that's that's like you were working with a Lajuan in off season type stuff. That just good feel for for getting into a position and and forcing a mismatch i still don't love how he finishes over some of these mismatches but you could see like baby steps but he's on his way to actually i think he's going to be a really really good player um just from what i've seen in summer league and of course you know last year in the g league Uh, and similarly like you know again scoot didn't play a ton but one of the things that i like to look for in in a summer league setting uh for, for guards especially guards with uh, you know, high end athleticism is can you play at various speeds? Do you can you vary your pace? And this is something that is always been, that was always super impressive early about John Morant. And and you know, again, he did he played about two and a half quarters of, of, of one game before hurting his shoulder. But in that time frame, and I don't know if this is something he he's he's like had always or just playing as a professional basketball player helped him develop it, but he was a guy who who knew how to throttle it up and down. And and use that to get to spots, and then suddenly burst and get by people. Use his athleticism, use his wingspan to either finish himself or dime people up. Yeah. So I got a question for you guys, though, because we're I, this is what I think is going to start to happen here, and we're, we've kind of accepted it here. But 
who's going to play more than two games in summer league in terms of a, a big name rookie? Like I get it with Victor. We understand that situation. Right. Very obvious. Right. And even Brandon uh, Brand- Miller it, recovering from mono makes sense. Mono, right? right, right, right. And and they just shut him down. He played a couple of games. Yep. But like, we're hitting a trend now where after two games, rookies are done. The, the, the top rookies in that sense. What's the point of summer league if teams aren't going to play their guys? Like honestly, like we're, we're no second sense. second year guys aren't coming for a lot. Like you know this, you know what? I'll be honest with you. This would have been a good year for Jalen Green to come play basketball. I know he's not a second year guy. New system, new coach, whole situation there. Get get an early rep, at least a, a, a game or two. But I'm beginning to wonder more and more. We're gonna reach a point. I'm not gonna be shocked. We're gonna go to a summer league and like the top ten guys aren't playing. And we're just so going to be except like we're load managing before they even play the freaking game. So what's Mo going on to see the entire Rockets roster? Uh, I, I actually don't. I, it makes no yeah. sense to me. Well, Seth, no, like, yeah, I'm, why I'm wouldn't they all go? Why wouldn't they? They are I mean, awful. They're there. They stink. They have a but new head that, coach. That, that's the thing. New head coach. That's the thing to me. New it's system. Jumpstart on training camp. I, I, it makes sense. You get all this practice time. Those guys are so young. They're not good. And uh, you've got a new coach. I actually think it's a little bit of a missed opportunity for, for Eme to be out there and, and start uh, establishing a, a relationship with these guys. And maybe not the whole time. Maybe you coach the opening game or something like that. And then you let your assistants take over and, and get to the work. But uh, I actually, I think the Rockets definitely should have brought more guys than they did, but the guys that were out there look great. I mean, you mentioned Jabari Smith before. I mean, he hit that big game winner. How about that pass, though, by, by Tari Eason? I mean, that that pass was special. I mean, that guy's got some real vision that and touch on the pass. I mean, it was a nice fade route to, to Jabari Smith for that three. So I, I actually have, have two sort of serious answers. The first one is I think there's a little bit of bad luck. I mean, you know, uh, Men Thompson and and – and scoot, scoot right. both in the right. same game both both hurt themselves and you know especially like there's no like you know load management whatever there's no point rushing a guy back from injury in oh no no they're, they're injured for sure like i'm not yeah yeah like that's that's yeah. they get hurt i get it the moment a guy has a hangnail you pull him all of that stuff and we get you know it's i i understand that and i'm so specifically with jalen green but also sort of some players like that Will summer league basketball break or encourage some of the bad habits they have that are getting in? Like, okay, he's already kind of a guy who does a lot with the ball, you know, looks to score every time. You put him in a in a situation where the level of comp is is lower. And how how are you? You think you're going to get him to break that or lean into that? That's coaching. That's your coaching and your front office sitting down with you coming in going, hey, Jalen, step in the office for a minute. We want you to play summer league. Yeah, we get it. You're a third year guy. We get it. We don't we understand. We want you to play a couple of games of summer league. And these are the things we want you to focus on. These are the things we need you to start preparing so that you can start being a very valuable NBA player, because this is the stuff we're going to need from you in the regular season as well. And you could start at least even if he says even if he reverts to that. I'm shooting, gunning type of mentality, with, which is easy to fall to in summer league, right? You're right about that. It's, it can sometimes turn into a little bit of a, a pickup game. You have it on film where you can go to him right away and go, these are the plays we need to get out. You got it. We, we can't have these. And you have that on tape. And as a new coach, it kind of helps 
in that sense for email coming in with like, this is stuff we don't want in our system. And those are the things there. So like, I think that's just coaching for those. Like my thing about when those guys play, they have to have a plan and an understanding of what we're trying to get out of them. We're not bringing them here as punishment and making them play or there's a reason behind it and it's development. You need to put them in, make them a part of the development program in that sense, because it kind of matters. It's their freaking development. I wonder if that's a different question, if it isn't a first-year head coach, to be honest, because it's like, uh, I, I, this is a little bit, I see what you're saying, but a little bit playing a, a, a devil's advocate is, if it's a coach he's been with a little bit and they've got some stuff built up, that's one thing. But if it's a new guy coming in and is there is there the the is there the trust built up for that message to to hit or is it? But but coach, it worked. Yeah, it worked because you're 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 playing against summer league competition. So I it, I think it's a I think I mean we might be focusing on one on probably one of the tougher cases, no, but it's not but, an easy call. But that's but I was screaming about this last year. You're right. This is not, this is nothing. This is just one situation. This is a problem last year, you know, and I forget who it was last year, but there was definitely people where I was like, why aren't you here? Why aren't you playing with your teammates? Why aren't you, your your new teammates in that sense? Josh Giddy got a nice little bump playing with Chet and they started, they got an early jump on chemistry. Obviously it didn't work out because Chet got hurt, but you know, there's, there's an element of that stuff in that regard. And I think the, for the younger guys, these are the opportunities, especially when you're a team that, didn't make the playoffs you lost in april man you haven't played an actual basketball game in in forever like you you'd want them out there in that sense and i think that's a the important thing there and i think that's just i'm i'm really am concerned that we're gonna have a summer league one of these years where it's gonna be like a bunch of dudes just sitting out and it's not because of injuries not because they were sick before or they're, they were Europe. They're playing in the Euroleague finals and just finished. I'm genuinely concerned. We're going to have that. I think from the standpoint of like a fan spectacle, making, you know, keeping the league in, in people's minds and getting the gym full and getting some excitement. I think they've done, they've done a really nice job. I think I, you know, I, I can only speculate that there's been some, some arm twisting, like, okay, Wemby didn't play the first summer leagues, but he did play the first, the first weekend here in Vegas. I think they've, they have done a nice job of giving those kind of matchups and, and that excitement that first weekend to make it an event. And I think that has value just from the NBA as sort of a business, as a product, as a building some fandom and stuff like that. I, I do, do wonder about like the rest of the week, as you're, as you're saying, Mo, if, if, that is getting maximized or it's just like, all right, we had the first weekend and now we're just doing stuff. They market the opening weekend of summer league better than the NBA markets. Most of the regular season, you know, you're right, Mo they're selling and they're selling you basketball. They're selling you excitement. They're selling, you know what I mean? The future and hope and all that stuff. I, I it's the stuff that we actually like about sports. And, and I don't think it's going to go away. Mo NBA I will con, see NBA con. They just launched that. So I, they need that first weekend to be packed full of people because the NBA, you know, they're, they're trying to generate revenue there. And if your number one picks that you've spent all that time, especially, I mean, Wimbanyama, the NBA's never built up a number one pick like that. They were broadcasting his games in a, from the French League on, on front and center on their app. They were advertising it on their on their broadcasts. I mean, this has just never happened before. All right. So next topic, we should talk about the the midseason tournament. Um, 
do you guys have any opinion on this or is it something that we will eventually find out is actually good and fun or, or do you guys think it, it's just a waste? I need to step in here because for the longest time I've been screaming, we don't need it, don't need it, don't need it, don't need it. That was before the way this was formatted where it's really not going to be more than just two extra games, I believe, for the 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 two for two teams and 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 one extra game for two other teams. Whereas before it felt like this was going to be like a separate tournament and things like that and, and all that. And that's where I was against it. This I actually think is really good. I like the format with it. It's within the regular season and it, this stuff. And the more important thing is, and maybe it's just messaging and they got it across to everybody. seems like the players are more into it. Every player in an interview I've heard talk about it has been like this, like they are kind of into it and feel like a little more excitement behind it. So like, that's the key to selling it. The players get into it. That'll get the fans into it. But I don't think this was I, for what it was possibly going to be and to what it is now. There's really not a problem, man. And the people that are complaining are just complaining. And this is well, a guy who hated the playing tournament, who was going all in against that. Like, they, just two extra games ain't going to kill anybody. It at least adds some stakes to a bunch of regular season games that had no stakes before. And so if you're not going to try to win games, I mean, that that's I guess that's your choice. But if the games count a little extra, maybe we get a little bit more juice. I mean, it's not quite the play-in because, you know, it, it – the standings don't don't matter as much, but I don't know. I, I think I'm with you, Mo. I at least I'm going into it with an open mind, and it's another excuse to come to Vegas, guys. Well, that we don't need. I I I'm gonna I'm gonna second Mo. I I think they just they've done a fantastic job with the format. I think that they they figured out that you know uh, incentivizing the players is you know. Uh, uh, the, the 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 winner's purse that they're giving is is it's not it's not like life changing money but it's enough that that oh, even even most some of those like, guys be, yeah yeah like a guy like you know a guy who's making like mid level level or less a half mil for winning it like all right let's let's go the thing I really love about it is the designated tourney nights during the season yeah. like if you if you talk about like uh you know a lot of the idea for this comes from like the in the, the, the tournaments in european soccer and okay you can't add the extra games to play the tournament but kind of you know you look champions league nights fa cup nights it th those are special and having yeah. like designated days where these are happening uh in a, in 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 times where maybe sometimes it's hard to generate buzz or an excitement, but now, oh, this is the, the the tournament. Hey, it's the last group game. We're determining who might go to Vegas and who might not. Like getting some getting some real in season stakes. Like a this this game matters more than a game in November might have ever mattered before. And then the then doing like the the final four at sort of an offsite, like making it special that way. Like I just think it. It's uh, just kudos to everyone at at, at the league office who, who who designed this and and really took what could have been, as Mo said, kind of a a gimmicky disaster and turned it into something. I've I've been kind of in favor of the tourney, uh, of because of of the this possibility, but I think they just have nailed it uh, on on terms of the formatting and hopefully it brings the excitement and 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 has these effects once it, we actually see it in practice. So uh, if you win, do you raise a banner and do you do it during the season? Do you is there a cup? do it the next season? Do you have an unveiling of some sort? Championship if, belts? 
free marketing idea. Free marketing yeah. idea, by the way, because it's the Commissioner Cup, right? That's what we call. That's what they call it, the yeah. WNBA, right? If, or or it's, yeah. if it's called the Cup, it, when you win, drinks should come in cups, in 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 the the replica type of cup at that arena. Like for the you, just a free marketing idea, you win the Commissioner Cup, just ship them all that. You know, whatever you're having a beer at the game, it comes in the commissioner cup size. You know, like you just let's just have fun. With, like they gotta have fun with that. You get silver saucer. <laughs> wow. Not no, a silver that. platter. Come yeah, on. Now you sitting it, right there. I had to go with uh, the alliteration. I'm sorry. Yeah, I like it. Uh, both I of mean, those I, are like, bad. <laughs> again, it's just you know, when when I see people and and it's they have a negative slant on something that's an attempt to fix a real problem which is that the regular season has so low stakes i mean again two playoff teams the the we had a playoff team or a play in team meet the the western conference finals and then you have another play in team make the finals um and that really does it values the play in but it devalues the regular season in a certain sense and now like this is something else to play for so i i actually hope it does work and, and has the intended uh sort of effects on the, on the season i'm i don't know feels like a good idea to me guys feels like a good are, are we giving it a, a nerder three thumbs up as an idea yeah i think so uh at the very least it's fun it's a fun idea. It's it's not some crass again, to... but it's just it's just two games. Like right. the people that are upset about it, like relax, relax, and let this. Let's see how it plays out. Let's see where we're at in five years. If it's stupid, if it's terrible, it's something. They'll just do something else. They'll pivot. All right. Well, as we wrap up, uh, you guys got any closing thoughts on summer league or the NBA in general? <laughs> I think I think that's that a is the, perfect that is, place to stop. We did a whole podcast on summer league, and then you asked for fun, like more yeah. thoughts. Oh, I don't final have thoughts. any. Final I told thoughts. you I was done, Dave. I'm already back in LA. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, give the same final thoughts as our initial thoughts. It is damn hot out here, and I'm so very hot. glad to be inside an air conditioning right now. And I'm gonna stay inside for a little bit longer. Well, I'd like to wish a happy Bastille Day to all of our French listeners, and uh, for Seth and Mo. I'm Dave, and this has been Nerder, she wrote, on the Athletic NBA Show. Dave's already trying to pander to Victor. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>